0: The smooth, the sensational, right? That time, sentimental over instrumental. You know what it is, man. The vulnerable, the powerful, the most gangster thing you could do is serve. And this is the All The Way Live podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is, man. The All The Way Live podcast coming to you every single week. It's myself, Zue Gila. I'm talking. To my brother, Miles Xavier, and what we do here on this show, what we do intentionally every week on this show is take all of our time and our attention and we dedicate them to topics to create a carefully curated conversation for your cranium, all for the reason of being a positive space for people, man. What we try and do is bring a whole lot of positive. Positive energy. I'm still under the weather, dog. up out of you. You know what I'm saying? All I thought was the energy. I thought it was, like, ready to,
0: like, you know what I'm saying? From every orifice, like, you got it.
1: Nah, that's just an influenza. That's all. That's all. But we still in it. I, that was my Jordan game, the last game. I, If you listen back to that, I was so congested. Bodied it, too. Yep. And speaking hey, back to the but- last
0: game, do for love? No, not do for love. Teach me how to love. Music Soul Child. I can't believe I missed that one up.
1: But <laughs> still, <laughs> whether it's one person, 10 people, 10,000 people, it don't matter to us, man. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to be talking to y'all and we're more ex- I'm personally excited to be speaking to my brother on the other side of the world, man. Yo, man, I'm excited to be here too. Like I'm I'm
0: so grateful and appreciative and like humbled to like what we're going to get into today has just reinforced my gratitude that, like, I've had so much fun in my life go so well. You dig me? Like, I've had so many opportunities to enjoy life. I've I've been young and dumb, and I'm still here. And that is such a blessing, right? And to be in a position to speak to you, to be able to, like, man, speak to the people, just this is... The gratitude is overflowing for me today, right? The positivity, the gratitude, they both present. You know what I'm saying? We also know what's going on. Who else is present? Exeter is still present. The peace and gratitude is definitely in the background as well. You see my brother, like, you know, the candles. You see he got a very zen situation going on. I'm appreciative of that today. we go going to need that energy today for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? On this side, Chicago is in the building. That means you already know. The podcast is recorded on stolen land chicago this land belongs to the Potawatomi people right this was the land that they cared for the council of the three fires right through your googles and so we always have to lift up the love for the native american people the indigenous people that cared for this land before us because the violence that was done to remove them from this land is inseparable from the chaos and the, and the crime and the violence that we see on this land today in this country today, and in this world today. So we lift up love for black and brown people the world over. You know what I'm saying? We lift up love for indigenous people the world over. Like that, the intro's over. Let's get into the show, man.
1: Hey, bro, how's your connection coming through on your side, brother? It
0: looks good, man. It look crispy, man. I can see you lining. I can see, you know what I'm saying, that it wasn't yesterday, but two or three days ago that you got lined, cleaned up, crispy, crispy. It looks good. You know what I'm saying? I can see you. How am I coming through?
1: A, a little, a little bit choppy on my end, but I can hear you, so we can keep rocking. All right, sure. Yo, man, thank you for 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 pulling us into that show. Like off of the bat of what you said about being able to have so much fun in our youth and being grateful for that, I completely, I completely agree. Right, and this like grounds us in what happened over this weekend at the Travis Scott at the Astroworld Festival, um, which is for essence Travis's uh Travis's festival right it reinforces just a bit of how scary it is to be to be young at at this current moment dude like because that easily could have been us you know what I mean I like this conversation I I was I I was looking forward to speak to you about this because we have grown up together in many situations where that could have been us we've been to Travis Scott concerts before we've been to different types of festivals and whatnot where we were the rowdy people in that space or whatever the case is right um was being young intoxicated on drugs just parting hard and to see that happen it was hard not to it was hard not to place myself into that space as somebody that that easily could have been
0: Yeah, you you spot on with it. Like, as soon as I saw that, the headline, right? And I caught it later yesterday afternoon on Saturday, right? So I believe this actually happened Friday evening. And so I'm catching it when they have the full body count of eight people who lost their lives in Houston at the Astro Fest. And I was like, yeah, immediately I thought to how easily that could have been a concert that i was at right and how there's so much hurt that I, that immediately happens out of that and we've also been in situations where fun turns into something that like yeah it has has lots of ripple effect after it and so and to be a, so be able to understand that scenario and be able to picture it and understand how there's so many different people who could have and should have been more responsible, but you can't immediately place the blame on any one person. There's no, there's no simple way to, to, to talk about what should have been done. Right. It's that, that adds to the hurt. You know what I mean? And so I, I, my, my feeling first and foremost, before anything is like, yeah, prayers up and and peace up and and healing up for the families of anybody who lost their lives, the friends of anybody who lost their lives. I can't imagine being at a bro, show bro. and my homie falls and I can't and I can't get him back up and that's it, bro.
1: Or oh, getting a call that your younger brother was one of the few that got killed or whatever. It's, it's it's terrifying, you know. My younger brothers and the reason I bring that up, my younger brothers were just at a Travis Scott concert and someone who was there. Explain the scene, right? And it's not a scene that we are unfamiliar with. Um, it, she said it was very rowdy. She said it was extremely rowdy, and there was a lot of um, there was a lot of uh, swaying and that environment, right? Now, to like to put it to put it through the lens that that I've that I saw that right. Here's a good example: 2013, I'm in Coachella right and i'm watching the weekend as the closing act right so everybody was packed into that place man there were there was so many people that were final stage coachella the weekend 2013 it's that's the top of it right it was it was packed as it is people came early super packed when kanye showed up bro when kanye showed up at that stage almost instantaneously there was like a a wide separation between the people that were in front of me and where I was. Like, it's just like everyone just went like just pushed up forward just to gravitate towards this person. And then very quickly it was a wave behind me that pushed me into those people. Right. So it was like, like it's a big wave of people just crashing towards each other. Got super, super packed, hard to breathe in there, all that type of situation. Right. And that's at a, the weekend concert. Yeah. That's at the weekend concert. So, Take Travis Scott concerts, bro. This is the the young teenagers on drugs. Like that is like, I don't want to classify it as that, but that's how we went to those types of concerts when we were there.
0: But there's also, all right, well, there's something to be said about that. Right. So there's certainly a certain demographic that is at this concert. And it's, it is typically people that have a little bit more money. Right. Right. Or, or, and some college students who have a certain level of privilege in their own way, but maybe not super paid. But, like, I'm thinking of this from the perspective of I didn't go to shows when I was 15, 16, 17, 18. I didn't really start having these experiences until I was 21, 22, when I was out in college, right? And it was a privilege to be able to do that. And it was a privilege to be able to, like, You know, yeah, to afford to be able to go to a concert ticket, especially to a festival for multiple hundreds of dollars. Right. And there's a there's a certain sense that, like, when I saw what was going on here, it there's it doesn't it's not something for me to gloss over that it wasn't 18 and up, that there were 16 year olds present. There were 14 year olds present.
1: Right. A 10 year old lost his life. I'm not I I I,
0: I'm not sure if it was the ten or fourteen year old I've seen that back and forth that that lost their life, but 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 to the to the point, it like is that when I think of that environment, I think of how rowdy has been and crazy has been, but i've also I've also thought of it in the context of myself as a young adult, right? Mm. Rather than being just a teenager. So when we talk about teenagers on drugs, that is a thing to highlight is that when we talk about the different ways that we can avoid something like this in the future is putting an age restriction on something like this a part of that
1: i don't know if an age restriction would help bro if i'm being real i don't know if age restriction would help because you i think this is this is the unfortunate this is the unfortunate situation that happened is that it didn't have to get that far and things didn't have to get that bad if a few more things were done better within that space right so it kind of comes together as a a you bring in this post-pandemic mania that people have that we've seen happen since we got outside bro we're talking about from florida you know what i mean when just spring break would not go indoors that to bring the police out at that different type of time and just see how people have been reacting in different outside scenarios and you've heard um performers say listen man the appetite outside is wild the energy outside is wild anyways you you bring those people in then you also bring a, a festival which evidently was poorly managed right like this is also indicative of bad event planning and you could get away with that if there's no if there's no if the worst thing that could happen happens and this is the case where a badly a badly put together show was at least in the sense of security and of emergency response.
0: I agree with you 1000%. And I and I but I start with age for a reason because of the demographic of people that were there and for for a variety of reasons, right? Like I know at 14 if somebody's pushing me on my back, I'm a little bit more susceptible to that to when, than when I'm 18, right? Like I'm I'm just a I'm just bigger. Right. You know what I mean? But for a variety, but also like my sense of maturity. Right. And and so there's a there's a level of like ownership of what type of crowd are you trying to attract and what type of energy are you putting out there? And we can kind of circle back to that in terms of Travis Mm. Scott. But I think age is a big part of that in terms of the medical response. You're absolutely you're absolutely right. Right. The way that the concert venue is set up, we have seen shows that are much bigger than this go well right we've seen kanye do a few different types of concerts right with as much hype to your point about him coming out of coachella right and even if that wasn't managed perfectly and you could tell even that even in that that you got a sense that there might have been some risk like nobody died right And so there are lots of there are lots of examples of this that I see like as this news becomes kind of starts to circulate that they're comparing this to, and one of them is like that immediately came to my mind is was Woodstock 1999, right? And that's the one for for the meme culture out there, right? That's the one where you see that the meme comes from or the or the video comes from of Dmx performing in front of what looks like you know yeah all the the whole world, right? So that's twenty that's two hundred and twenty thousand people that attended Woodstock right and so over the course of that entire weekend not that this festival was blameless but three people died only one of those people was trampled another person did die of a heat related illness two days later and a third person was killed by a a a car a car crash on the highway well I think the car hit the person right and so what that says to me is that there are things that we can put in place.
1: <laughs> you just saw a dude literally fly, fly
0: through the air. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And this so that speaks to like you can you can but you can have that and for and and to have it within certain parameters, right? And there's two main there's two people that I want to talk about the resp- responsibility who bear the responsibility in that. And one of them is the event organizers. Right To have not only water stations, but certain types of barriers to deviate the crowd in strategic ways to make sure that that crowd of people can't not only push and apply pressure to the people who are at the front, but that people also have a visual of like what's going on. Both other people and security have to be dispersed within the crowd. But the performer mm-hmm. also has a responsibility to to create a sense of of community and to to remind people that we are here to have fun. But we're also here to take care of each other. We all came here for the same reason, and so we were, it's it's not about having fun at each other's expense. And we can talk yeah, about yeah. and I and I, There's a variety of different conversations we can get into when it comes to what people need to be protected from in these types of environments. But that's what that was. Those were my immediate thoughts on this.
1: You know, with um with blaming the with the blame that is going towards the 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 artist, right? it's very difficult to be able to say what someone would do in that situation. Cause the truth is you we've never stood in front of 200,000 or a hundred thousand screaming fans, losing their minds. Like this scene at the, Tra- at, a, at this scene at the, at the Travis Scott concert is not a new scene to this artist. There are some artists that, the the their their performances and how they're received by their fans and the type of energy they share with their fans just leads to people fainting, people passing out that type of thing right so not to say that there weren't red flags that this artist could have this artist could have seen especially with the ambulance going through the crowd and that type of thing there's there's more cues to play there but at the same time, to to stand and say, I would have... You don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like to ha- have people be in constant pandemonium of you, you know, this when you're out and about. Forget when you're putting on these shows. And then when you do put on these shows, they're high-energy shows. There are people that pass out at Travis Scott concerts. So I could see a reality in his eyes where he notices, like, okay, maybe the situation is a little hectic. Let me play through it in order to maintain the, the crowd's... Um, maintain the, the the crowd's energy because at the same time he did stop a show for you know the, the 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 video going around now is of him dancing as as of him singing as the as a child as pretty much like um being done cpr right next to him type situation and it is damning that video it is very chilling to to see no doubt but at the same time if if i'm a the concept the show must go on comes from somewhere right that you you have a whole audience in order to to maintain their energy type situation so i'd cut the i'd cut the artist bail in that sense and another superstar drake was on that same stage if if he didn't see it too or you know what i mean like there's there were more eyes
0: Sure. There are definitely, right. as there should be, more eyes on it. And there needs to be more eyes in terms of security, and there needs to be a quicker relay yeah. between security that's in the crowd and the stage manager who's letting people know what's going on. But in terms yeah. of cutting yeah. the artist slack, I'm not, I, I, I hope at no point did I ever say that, what I would have done. But And you're absolutely right that we don't know what it's like to be an artist on that stage. But I want to focus on the term that they, the I want to focus in terms of like, this conversation that they do have a responsibility. I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying that it was his primarily his fault. I'm saying that there, there is some thinking to be done about how we promote Astro Fest and what we, what we want it to be like. There's some tweets that he was, that he's recently deleted that I think speak to, the type of environment that he was trying to create. And I get that you want to be yeah. hype. You want to be a superstar. You want to have those superstar moments. But in terms of us not knowing what that's like and not being able to speak to what it would be like to make a decision in that moment. As you said, this isn't the first time. He is used to those type of crowds. And we also have examples of people that have been in that situation and done the right thing with a crowd, right? So like, yeah. we've seen from Lincoln, we've seen Linkin Park. There's a video that's also circulating that I think speaks to the type of energy and the type of responsibility that the artist in that moment does have to control
1: the crowd. Right? Do we have this, Sean? No. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh man, you know, you know they're gonna hit us with the ads too. Who cares what Chris
0: Pratt has to think at a time like this?
1: Is <laughs> the name of the podcast. <laughs> Yo. It's loading up. It's loading up.
0: This shit. No. Are we live? <laughs> this is Lincoln Park. Who is actually? I think somebody from Lincoln Park is from Chicago. If I'm not it. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a black ass. Support that. No, it's just chocolate.
1: <laughs> God damn it!
0: I was fooled.
1: I was fooled. Oh man, it's it's giving. Well, it's hopefully giving the next it.
0: thing. Hopefully the next thing here is this is is this I example of uh yeah. Hold yeah. up! Hold up! Hold up! Yo. We got a little problem up here. Pick them
1: up right now. Everybody up.
0: Sorry, you guys. We gotta look out for safety first, for real. Nobody gets hurt. That's number one. Hey, yo. Let's get up if you guys are all right. Okay, watch yourselves.
1: Hey, yo, man. We know we've been stressing all night about being cool, and this is the reason why. Let's go over it one more time. When someone falls, what do you do?
0: When someone falls, what do you yeah. do? That's the energy I'm about. That's, like, period. That's the energy I'm about. And, it's, and we do have examples of this. And we also have examples of concerts going bad. So this isn't something yeah. this is like we have things that we need to learn from and we need to, And that's the energy I'm about. You want to have a you want to have thousands and thousands of people come somewhere to enjoy something. That's beautiful. But if you have that opportunity to foster community and create community, there needs to be some rules about respect within community. Right. And that not only applies to physical space and picking people up. If you see somebody fall in any different in lots of different types of senses, but that also speaks to the safety of People in in lots of various different senses, right? You see somebody touching up on somebody who don't want to be touched on because everybody's in a crowd and supposedly dancing. Nah, we're not playing that. We're not letting people put nothing in nobody's drink. We're not playing that. There's a sense of responsibility that we have as attendees and we have as attending that community and the sharing in this together.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, in, in name of respecting tragedies that happened over this weekend, 99 people were killed from a oil tanker exploding in Somalia, I believe. Uh, so uh, sending sending love to those people. 99 people, there's a lot of people. Dang, bro.
0: Dang, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the point from all that is love yours, bro. Appreciate. Like, be safe while you while you out here in the streets. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, life can happen to you anywhere. But also, man, yeah. it's like... Love yours. Be appreciative of your people's man. Anything, anything could happen. But also, like, we gotta look out for each other. We gotta look out for each other better, especially
1: Love now. You. Yeah, for especially sure. now. People, people are dude. Post COVID times, man. People are losing their minds, right? Like, I really do think the type of energy outside is, it's just a different type of thing. You know, people gotta be careful. And even off of. Having fun, like I understand being young and experimenting with drugs and that type of thing at festivals, but it is important to tell people like, yo, if you're going to have that type of fun, make sure you got a test kit with you. Make sure you're testing these things because fentanyl is taking people out like it's nobody's like it's it's really really bad out there and a lot of these um, festival drugs that people take when they get there a lot of that stuff is laced gone are the days where you could just grab whatever pop it and keep it moving that's that's we don't live in that type of world anymore and I only bring that up because you hear of, uh, you hear of some reports that there was drugs being injected into people at that same festival and e- EPM not EPMD uh, uh epmd is the responder yeah a medic responder was injected with something and had to be revived with narcan so like real talk like it's 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 wild out there man it's wild especially if you're gonna be at festivals enjoying yourself we're not saying don't enjoy yourself but do it the right way and know like these drugs are, are laced word
0: and word i think that speaks to the same point man it's like Going out, having fun is cool, man. You know, having a good time and doing what you do with your friends and letting loose or whatever is cool. But getting everybody home is cool, too, man. Making sure everybody's good is cool, too. You know, looking out for the people that might not be in your crew, but that are also here to enjoy the same things you're here to enjoy. That's that's being cool, right? Community is cool, fam. Yo. The kids official sliding on the instrumental, Nordic combos, twisting mental, life forbidden jitsu. Hey, back up in this thing.
1: Hey man, these these uh these billionaires are crazy. Have you been seeing what Elon Musk has been saying about uh, world hunger talking to the world food program this week? I'm that debacle. He
0: talking wild spicy on the food tip, you, man. You think so? You think so?
1: I think he's talking
0: wild spicy. I mean, not that he doesn't deserve to, and not that he don't, he don't like, yeah, if if people are coming at your pockets, you have, you have a certain, you got some wiggle room to, to, to snap back a little bit. But I think, I think what's missing in the conversation is the actual serious talk about who could be helped,
1: <laughs> but it's spicy though. I, right, Miles, you you're, you're a, a community organizer. You know, you are an executive of a of a foundation that has delivered over millions of meals to people. You are part of the Chicago Food Pantry over there which feeds over 40,000 people for delivers 40,000 meals a week. Some crazy numbers like that. So you are close to you are close to food security. And what that looks like in communities when people don't have them, and that type of thing. When you hear six billion to fix world hunger and food security, do you think do you think you could get that done?
0: For, me by myself, no. I don't think any individual person can solve global food security insecurity by themselves, right? And we need to remember that when we talk about Elon Musk, but we also need to be remember that when we talk about the seriousness of the question that we're asking. So if we're seriously talking about food insecurity, then it is going to take a global network of people to solve that issue. But it's also going to be a conversation that if we're serious about having, having it, isn't going to be had on a platform where we're encouraged to respond to that question in six minutes of how to spend $6 billion rather than six months. Right. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. That's why I disagree with you. It's like, I like taking it out to the people. I like putting that information out. I like open source. I like him saying, listen, if you, I've got the cash here, put it out in front of the people. You say 6 billion, convince me, show us how to do it. And we can do it. Especially because like a lot of these food pro, a lot of these uh, organizations have been shown to have a bit of uh, dubious dealings with their financials, right? So I'm I'm for this type of, Uh, This type of, uh, let's say, billionaire people and institution type of display. I'm here for it.
0: But that's what I think it is, is a display, right? Because did you interpret this as an earnest, like a genuine call for please present to me because this felt to me like he was responding directly to the people that were criticizing him in the context of food insecurity and him being a billionaire, not him putting out a general open call and a genuine call for ways that he can spend six billion dollars.
1: I think, I, I think, bro, he is somebody that would do it. I think he's somebody that would do it. Okay. If he's somebody that would do it, then it should then it should come.
0: I would interpret him as being not only having the capacity to do it, but actually being serious about it. If it came in the form of a request for a proposal for a grant. If it literally if there was if that tweet also had a link to please submit your grant proposal for this for really this six billion dollars.
1: And these are the criteria. I get that. That but that that might be more than Somebody has the capacity to help with. Right. And we always say that there's no minimum entry for helping people. So if my minimum entry so happens to be a couple of billions off of the top of my egg that I can just toss and that's my contribution and it's a big one and it can solve this issue, then prove it to me how I could do it. In the way that I know how to do, it. you're speaking as an executive who who understands the grand system. Now you're well, you're that's bringing not an like instant. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Just, I'm not saying you're wrong for it. I'm not saying you're wrong for it because in truth, right? If we're going to talk about how to help people, it's a lot deeper than people just getting um, food deposits to them. There's a whole mentality and approach to food that you need to address. One of the biggest killers of black people in Almost any region where there's black people is going to be a dietary related symptom. This is going to be high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, the the heart disease. These run rampant in the black community, right? So there's an element to say, do you? There's there's layers into being able to deal with issues like this. On one end, you have options for, say, um, GMO altered research in order to provide uh, certain types of crops that can be planted in harsh situations, right? In all of these desert areas, if you can create crops like wheat and barley or whatever, and potatoes that can grow in these environments, then you stand a chance of being able to impact it longer than simply distributing food parcels to them, you know? So there's, there's different layers in it. And I do agree with you in that, you cannot satisfy how complex of an issue this is on Twitter at gunpoint, but I'm also not mad at somebody being wanting to be proven that way because that's the game. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: it's exactly it's exactly. I think we agree on this. I think it's just the the point that I come back to is that like it's still him kind of game playing, right? With people that are actually hungry. Right? In the same way that, like buy Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever, like he the way the ability to manipulate the market with a tweet, you actually do have people whose accounts and livelihoods and access to resources are on pins and needles based on what you do with your thumbs on Twitter. Right. And Ooh. so if we're speaking about billionaires and we're speaking about, I've defended Elon Musk in a variety of ways, right? His efforts in terms of the electric car market have eliminated the emissions of like 7 million cars or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. bruh, like, but the, he's also a very, he's also a person that seems to, uh, Care more about where his brain is taking him than who's 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 riding and following along. And that's that's the issue with being uh, the combination of what the world has created space for in terms of an influencer that influences the world, but also having billions of dollars to back it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a wild time. But do I believe he's somebody that would do it? I do think so. I do think so. But again, as you say, the issue is not that simple. Something that we're dealing with in this side of the world, right? Um, we're trying to be able to get some food parcels to the community here in Exeter, um, understanding who needs it, directing them to the food bank, which we've done a partnership with now, or in the process of finalizing that partnership. Um, you know, the work that that we enjoy doing.
0: What? You only been over there for like 2 months, man. How are you already distributing food parcels to people over there, bro?
1: It's, it's 1 month I just got here. Right. <laughs> so I just got.
0: can 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 Mandem get the cliff notes on if I'm somebody who just recently moved or just recently felt the urge to get involved in my community, how can I tap in? The what's the what's the way route to to tapping in in a month?
1: Honestly, man, it, being proactive being proactive has been is being proactive is is just the, the, the way to network, right. Um, look for the people that are doing it and have open conversation about how to support the people that are doing it. So speaking to some, some pretty, some pretty cool activists on this side, uh, getting the word out, you know, I, I, I try and in, in my mind, I try and leave people with, the um not the impression but with the if somebody if i can leave somebody and they say that's the way he's that dude that cares about helping people you know what i'm saying like that's the that's the type of uh that's the type of networking and connection to people that i i try and leave with so that when we do speak they're they're now connecting different things that match that space and can connect me with the right people that type of thing you know but being proactive and speaking to folks So it sounds like part of that is like
0: curating your reputation through the conversations that you're able to have, but break it down even further. Like, how do you, how do you start to seek out who you need to talk to? And for somebody who might not have the same credentials, how would they, should they, how should they approach reaching out to, to people? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Instagram? Is it going to the wherever people's physical address is?
1: Mm -hmm. How How are you
0: making these connections?
1: A a a mix of all of that, bro. A mix of all of that. Like I'm hitting people up on Instagram. I'm looking them up on LinkedIn. I'm I'm using technology to see if I can get closer. I recently just emailed the 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 Society of uh, Black and Brown people over here, so we can pull them in to help us in distributing this food. And I hit them up on Instagram. I just hey, listen up, this web would love to sit down and speak with you guys. That type of thing, you know calling that's a big part a lot of the sponsorships that we've gotten through our foundation have come from us literally picking up the phone and being like hey this is what we this is who we are this what we do um i was at the mall i was at the the grocery store the other day i saw the donation box simply asking excuse me could you direct me to uh who can i speak to related to about this donation box and then that then connects you to somebody else and somebody else and before you know it there's there's it's it's working and it's building
0: initiative got to take some initiative yeah and it's and it's about that uncomfortable moment of being in the grocery store and oh i'm curious about this uh i'm no longer just looking for groceries now i need to bother somebody about this question i have but it's about sticking to it and that's how you that's how you make connections waiting outside of somebody's office to be like oh well i don't know if i'm interrupting a meeting but i would
1: like to speak to you or you know what i mean it's taking that first step so do that and that and the energy of and the energy of helping people is such an honest energy, right like you it speaking about speaking with people about helping people and then including people to help people is such a great transfer of energy you know it's the type of energy that fills the person that's helping and it fills the person that's being helped and it fills the people that are helping together so um being led. By that energy and wanting to just generally seek out different ways it's it's easy to engage with people in that way it's very very easy i think oh man well yeah it's incredible that you've been able to
0: to, to tap into that network and i think that speaks to the larger the larger point of this whole conversation is that it is going to take a network right and for whatever issue you care about whether it's food insecurity whether it's housing insecurity whether it's animal rights right whether it's uh, whether it's gender-based violence or gender-based issues or LGBTQI plus rights, like figure out who's doing the work. Tap into that network so that when some billionaire comes along and is serious and says, "Hey, I got mad guap for whoever got a plan," you got a plan and a team and a community.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, bro, I I fully believe in the process of like having building things with reference to things that you want to be like like look at the things like i i look at the things that like organizations that to model the organization through using their 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 font texture using their imagery using their style like it's it's like that's how that's how it is you build we're none of us are reinventing the wheel, right? So, everything that you want to do has already been done. It's just a matter of finding the one that closely mimics or closely looks like what you're trying to achieve, and then like try and build it in accordance to that. And whatever journey you go on over there, that's might find you yourself in Exeter or something. Who knows?
0: <laughs> so, if I can take that question and zoom it out a little bit, when you're speaking about people that, like, if we're speaking about models, right, or blueprints, right. Uh, besides the obvious one that I'm just alluded to, <laughs> right? Like, who do you who do you see yourself? Like for real? Like, who are some of your, especially in the impact space, people that you see yourself um, kind of following in the footsteps of, or wanting to have a similar impact to?
1: Miles Xavier, definitely. <laughs> Miles Xavier. No. <laughs> no, I'm 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 dead so serious, so serious about that, you know. Um, definitely yourself. You're you're uh, you you definitely are a a person to look up to in terms of the work that you do for the community and what that looks like from a from a big institution level. Um, so leverage off of that. I, um, I, I don't I, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's um, a singular people to point out in that way per se, but there's. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But like, I, and the reason why that's difficult to answer, I feel like we're at a time where there's a change in consciousness, right? Like all of us, a lot more people care about helping. A lot more people care about doing good and wanting to see green emissions and wanting to uh, clean up the ocean. Like we all, like our generation is, the, the mindset has changed and we're looking to heal the earth, right? And so... I think that's the biggest motivation. Is like understanding that we're led by this grander wave of consciousness, and if we can all play our part in being able to help it, then it's gonna work. So I'm inspired by seeing. I'm inspired when when we're helping young kids, and when and when the hood, and they're telling us about what it is that they want to be. Like, that, that inspires me deeply, you know? Watching them meditate in the middle of Alexander Township, bro. Like, it's hard to take a phone call. That place is so busy. These kids over there meditating. I'm inspired by that, you know? that That's what allows me to see what the issues are and then be led by it, you know? No, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, a man of your stature, who do you look up to? Ah, man, I... Uh, Moe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> shout out to the monday man for big facts big facts uh ceo of the mandulo foundation <laughs> shout out Mo, the backbone Thousand uh <laughs> no uh, nah, man I, I i look up to to yeah i look up to mo and and, and p and chills and you and everybody who's n- not afraid of seeing the impact that they want to make and and just putting the effort in Right. And just deciding to, to go for it. So I'm inspired by the people that I work with. Uh, I'm inspired by. But like, yeah, if we're if we're if we're backing it up to like figures that other people might know, you know what I mean? I think I'm, mm. I'm trying to I'm trying to marry uh, these these concepts of like there's this there's this Fred Hampton aspect of just centering revolution and building community the the call and response right of a community organi- organizer of saying i am a revolutionary but the, that process not being complete without hearing the, you know the the community say that back to you right mm-hmm. uh, so there's so there's that and contributing in every way from Uh, feeding kids literally with the, with the Black Panther breakfast program to trying to unite the gangs, right? I want to be the Fred Hampton of the community orgs. Now we got all these fractured community organizations that got resources and want to help, but they don't mess with each other because of different politics. We're going to bring those together. And I'm trying to marry that ideology, that revolutionary ideology with like what I've learned and seen from Dr. Cornel West and just being able to center love and the acceptance of all people and, and the fierceness of, of how uh, black eloquence and excellence is, is, is necessary to, to continue the struggle. And, and both that and the historical importance of connecting back to people like Baldwin, connecting back to people mm. like Malcolm and Martin and never losing that fire. Uh, and, And continuing to carry the torch and making sure that those points stay connected. And yeah, like that maybe maybe centering love through that lens in a way that I think could aid the movement and the inspiration that Fred Hampton was. So I think yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to marry that, and I'm trying to be cool like my brother, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to listen to R&B, have a fresh fade, be wearing all types of fly jackets. You know what I'm saying? I want to be, I want to be helping people. I want to start my own organization. I want to be able to bequeath upon someone else the title of CEO because I started this mug around
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Um, Speaking, speaking of it, and thank you for sharing that too, right? And speaking of inspirations, um, if we're taking a quick detour, after the the, did you see the Kanye West interview? I didn't. No, the drink champs, John. I didn't you see did that. not see the drink champs? I, I would say Kanye is still an inspiration, man. I, 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 I understand. that platform was the right platform for him to to open up his mind to 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 speak his mind, and it's pretty fascinating. Uh, interview. I think the better Kanye interview that we've gotten in a, in a long time. Worth a check out. I'm happy to hear that. I,
0: I, I, I want that Kanye to still get some light and as you know, even if I'm okay with never being as inspired and in awe of Kanye as I once was like, I still want him that part of him to win out right the part of him that does we can tell a big part of him just wants to do good make big change right like give people opportunities put creativity and art first um but like elon musk i think he's also somebody that's very concerned with where his brain's at now and not really sure concerned with how the mixed messages that people who might be following him are getting as he leaps frog from one point of
1: enlightenment to another Right. So. Yeah. I think I think how geniuses think, bro, it's hard. It's, it's difficult to it, it can't follow a, a sequential and linear path. Their thought processes, you know, I think that's what separates them. And because of that, you see a similar characteristics amongst all of them, which is the at times the inability to explain what it is that they mean to the populace, you know. And I think
0: maybe what makes a great leader rather than a powerful influencer is somebody who knows when to shut up because they're only (laughs) going (laughs) to confuse or create chaos because they haven't thought about how their message is going to be received. They only are concerned that they get it. So maybe that's what (laughs) separates a leader and an influencer.
1: You heard it here, folks. Leaders, shut the hell up. Miles Xavier. (laughs)
0: great leaders are great listeners and you got two great listeners here on this podcast right here man especially my brother's way this is a this is an immaculate ear for r&b you got here on the pod ready to discuss summer walker still over it so wait
1: what you think uh, man? um miles xavier uh, it's important and i'm glad that you you introduced it that way because in fact um I am. I am. A, I love R and B. I'm an R and B baby. You know. I'm man. talking, Tevin Campbell. You know what I'm saying. I'm talking. I, I, I'm talking back in the day. You know what I mean. You don't want to Bobby Brown. Oh, like that's. <laughs> mm. Nah, man. Um, real talk off of this album. Um, just quite honestly, the first summer album over it. Um is a classic, right? It's an absolute classic. There's no denying that it's a classic. And it launched an even bigger wave of this new age R&B that we're hearing right now. If you're going to think back at your favorite, the the difficult question for R&B heads right now to be able to decipher is control better than over it? But that's a conversation for another time because control is also a classic another classic that came out at the same time not to pit two beautiful black women against each other but if we're borrowing some competitive elements of hip-hop into this conversation who number one you feel me and that question was up in the air is it scissor with the control or is it summer with still over both have put out fantastic first albums the albums that they all both put out before a wee bit you know, there are all these EPs, mixed label outputs, you know, some of them with single cuts, whatever the case is, coming now up into the second album coming in. I think what we're seeing is the, is the is what happens when an album is created in a singular nucleus of creative ideas between Summer Walker and, and London on the track who was the main producer of that last album, borrowing heavily off of the samples and the synths and the keys, a beautiful piece of of, of evidently what turned out to be real passion that came out of that situation. Now, when you break up and you do something different, right, it's obviously not going to embody that, especially when the, the energy towards there's 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 still energy transfers between the first album and what that sounds like and what this needs to sound like creatively and whatever the case is because now it's not this is a heartbreak album you know what i mean It's it's a solid solid heartbreak album and there's some standouts that i really really enjoy um but summer has not missed a single album to me this is the least excited I've been about Summer a Summer Walker project since starting to listen to her in 2014 on YouTube while she was playing guitar at the Walmart. You like Clear better than this? Yes. But Clear is a shorter album though. Clear's a Clear's a is a much shorter album. That I don't think you can compare it really. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean but that's what
0: I'm saying for for you to be like this is the least excited you've been about a summer Walker project like,
1: dang, yeah you were more excited about that short project than this, John. Definitely, definitely. And if you see the the visuals for Clear, where she's up in the tree room and she's walking in there and they're sitting down and they that is the I bro throw that on right now and see see the emotions that come out of both of us.
0: Hey man. That's funny that it's really funny that you say that it's funny that you go to emotions in terms of like why do you put an album over this one because if this this album I think captures the emotions of a woman who's really like wanted to give somebody a chance and it didn't it didn't work out and all the support that goes into that and all of the the self-doubt that goes into that like when I first so backing up, right we're in this weird stage where like I didn't listen to this album until yesterday, but since it dropped on Friday, I was seeing like all the memes about it. Right. I was seeing, you know, women in front of cars on fire and, you know, all sorts of memes flying about how like, this was, this was really inflammatory. Like this was like, really like will make you, you know, be upset with your man type John. Right. Mm. And it was really funny. Like, It's funny, just that, just that is a whole conversation in itself of like the idea of being able to have like almost spoilers for an album through a different form of media before you listen to something. Really interesting, right? But like I tried to put all that out of my mind and I just like put it on, let it run from beginning to end a couple of times, right? And it was really like to your point, the first it's not it's not what the first album is in terms of like showing this artist's range and the different types of ways they can make a song that you'll love. This felt like each song was a complete thought about a different aspect of being disappointed in a relationship. And while that might not make it the most pleasant album to return to, I felt like there was a lot of truth in this album and a lot of yeah. maturity that complements the first album in its passionateness, right? I just, I felt, I felt, I felt this, right? Even if there are only, there there definitely stands out for sure that, you know, I'll continue to play again and put into like different playlists, but I've, you're, yeah, you're spot. I won't return to this album to just like play it. Cause I feel like, dang, that was a good album. Let me listen to that. You got to be in a certain mood. Cause it really does take you there. But I think that that is because it's so well-written, and it's mm. so emotional, and the way that she chooses to lift up women, but still not being, I think, all that unfair to men. She's talk. She's very personal. She's very specific. She doesn't do too much hyperbole about all men in this. It's like it's very honest. I'm yeah.
1: right with I mean, like it's, it's 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 a good like. At this point, now you're comparing summer against summer, right? Like that's that's how that's that's what it is. It's the unfortunate the Simone Biles. Um, the the Simone Biles, the what do they call it? Uh, the Simone Biles regulations, right? Where you compare someone is so good, you can only compare them against their last performance. Because outside of that, it really is a dope album. Like, you have the Dirk feature on here, which is uh really cool to see what they do with Dirk. That no love, boy, that no love will tell you everybody, yo, dudes. And I'm talking to my dudes right now. Listen, dogs, if you ever wondered what happens when you you break up with your girl run that no love <laughs> and will it will put you up to speed with what happens when you leave a woman heartbroken you know what I mean but um, I, there's a there's a lot of standouts. session 33 was a good one for me I really enjoyed that toxic with Dirk as I said insane circus was great um, there's there's a few things on here that are definitely gonna make us way love playlist.
0: Yeah, my bad yeah for sure man You, you hit on some of my highlights too for sure circus insane uh toxic with dirk i like the i like what's behind i like unloyal i think that joint is dope i like bitter i liked a lot of this man um i like i didn't know that both cardi and sierra are the fourth baby mama of their respective famous uh rap partners, but I just think there is a there's there's a there's some there's more to be examined here about ways that simple ways that we can be better in relationships and that is mm-hmm. for per, for us to take something personal from it that's for us to to look at how much this is resonating with women and to go <laughs> why we were we so mad? <laughs> like why, or why do they get, why do they so deeply and thoroughly understand why she's mad or, or has so much to work through? And I just think that, I think any piece of art that creates that opportunity for empathy and understanding somebody else's experience is fire. So I think this is an incredible addition to her catalog. Um, I will be for sure making sure that I'm nice to the women in my life. For as long as this is in
1: rotation, no doubt. give us a score, Mr. Miles Xavier. Give us a score. What you got it at?
0: I got this at a four, son. I got this at a solid four out of five. You know what I mean? It's if, if it had that, there is there is some there is a bounce, there is a ease of uh, and a replay value to the first album that I think isn't quite there. And if it and if this had that, then it would be a five. But in terms of emotional content, in terms of writing, in terms of growth as an artist, in terms of like, just making
1: damn good music. I got to get this a four out of five. Hey, I stick with my brother on that four out of five. Um, definitely, uh, definitely some he, joints that are going to make the the playlist, the Zway playlist, so uh, look out for that. Look out for that. But I think we done served up a hot piece of content, brother Miles. No doubt. Yo,
0: if you're not listening to that Mick Jenkins elephant in the room, you're sleeping. Uh, if you're not checking out that uh, The Harder They Fall movie I think it's out on platforms and whatnot Idris Alba and whatnot you know I'm saying TV show no no it's a movie bro just a movie I thought it was a TV show it's a movie bro it's a movie check that out support black film and we know
1: narco season three Oh, yeah. See, we
0: can't stop. We overflowing with content, with positivity, with gratitude. Yo, we lift up love for anybody who lost their lives at Astro Fest, anybody who lost their lives in the oil tragedy that Zoe was speaking to earlier. This is this is a time to, you know, as we always say, man, eat something delicious. Savor that and hug somebody you love, man, for real. You know, tell somebody you love them. Tell somebody you're thinking of them because nothing is promised, except that you'll turn in next week because i think we done served you up some fire you know we know okay. that you got a lot of choices of where y'all could possibly be and we try to appreciate that and show our appreciate that appreciation of that by serving you up some real high fire content this is a celebration of celebrating this is a celebration of life this is a celebration of how good it feels to be black don't it feel good way I wear it every day Every single day. You know what I'm saying? He got options. He got choices. He puts the black on every single day. You know what I'm saying? And we hope that it feels good to be you in the skin you're in. Say it again. Eat something delicious. Hug someone you love. Like that. Peace. Water.
1: We gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. But is we live, though? Is we, like, all the